which of one of us is the wild card and oh. the lethal weapon and which one of us is too old for this yeah it's too old for this well i feel like it would be cheating for me to say that you're too old for this since you are older than me i uh, thought that was where this was gonna go that that's too easy i'm not gonna go there thank you uh i don't know i mean i more like i'm probably more likely to for you to be like telling me about something and be like whatever <laughs> like I, I, maybe are you more jaded is that what you're saying i think i am more jaded just in general uh at least when it comes to movies actually yeah in regards to movies i was just saying in general but in regards oh. to movies <laughs> i am absolutely rigs because yeah. i will watch just about anything i'll see just about anything that i haven't seen before too but i'll like actively go watch pirates five yeah mine is more out of a like a weird compulsive trying to see every movie that people yeah. have ever cared about and i'm thing. and i'm like very curious about like dick tracy in <laughs> fact i got that from the library specifically because i was like yeah. i want to see i just want to see it like yeah, i want to see I've, what they did with it i've never purposefully watched a movie that i thought was going to be bad at least not that i can think of right and i will like def- the room i will definitely do that because i, I just get some sort of weird entertainment out i don't want to do that so long story uh, short you're too old for that shit. But also... And I'm the lethal weapon also, of movie watching. Are, are, but also, are you movie suicidal? Oh, yes. I am <laughs> absolutely movie suicidal in that case. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's kind of the watching Pirates 5. I'm Riggs. Yeah. I'm movie Riggs, and you're movie Murtaugh. I'm too old for this shit, even though I'm younger than you. I am a movie lethal weapon. Thank you so much. 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 Okay, so I watched Lethal Weapon last night. Yes. I finally... Lethal Weapon, great. Tackled it. I have a, an affinity, or at least I'm starting to have an affinity for these types of, like, 80s... I hadn't watched... They're not blockbusters, yeah. but they're, like, you know, like, wildly... Just kind of everybody loved them, and they yeah. were just these fun, uh, enjoyable, adventure-y yeah. type crazy I hadn't, movies. I hadn't watched any of the Lethal Weapon movies until about a year ago, and I think most of it was because of the It's Always Sunny episodes where they make Lethal Weapon 5. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I think that was a lot of it. Yeah, so you kind of got to like get into it. It's it's so ingrained in the culture in like every regard now. Yep. It's tough well, to like go back. Yeah, and there's so many times when I was watching it where I was like, oh, yeah, this is something that people have parodied a lot of times that I didn't even know that this is what they were parodying. A lot, yes. Yeah, the movie came up with a lot of stuff. And if it probably wasn't the first one, probably I not. think uh, 48 Hours came out before that. Sure. Which was uh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, I never saw it, yeah. But uh, this, I think, like solidified all of the tropes. Yeah. And we'll get to this one, the I'm getting too old for this shit. People have parodied that for forever. Oh, forever. And, well, and the originated. Music- What's really interesting is that in this one that I saw, it's just him saying, I'm too old for this shit. Oh. It didn't become, I'm getting too old for this shit until later. Really? Until the subsequent movies. I didn't notice that. Well, and I didn't notice if it got that way in subsequent movies or if it just got that way in people quoting it. Because uh, people misquote, you know, all sorts of things in movies. Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Beat me up, Scotty. Yep. They didn't quite get it right. Sci-fi. So I don't know if I don't know if I'm getting too old for this shit is one of those. It's not because in the later movies they say it oh. that way. Did you watch those too or nope. what? No, you just I just that. was you reading just about it, it after I watched this <laughs> yeah. and 
that was what happened. You needed to learn the backstory of when he was too old for this shit and when he was getting too old. Got an interesting thing about that. When they started this movie, mm-hmm. Mel Gibson was 38 and playing a 30-year-old. Yep. Danny Glover was 40 and playing a 50-year-old. <laughs> wow. So, so there was the literally age. two years between them. Yeah. And yet one was too old for this shit. Yeah. And one was... Uh, it's pretty funny because it's... I mean, obviously, in all buddy cop movies, there's like they're different for some reason. Yeah. And, you know, there's other things in this where one of them's like a more reckless, et cetera. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just that one of them's old and one of them's young and reckless. Right. I definitely want to get into that. Yeah. That. And the music yes. in this one. Oh, the, by the way. The wailing Eric Clapton. Yes. Eric Clapton and in the eventually I think Sting came on board. Really? Those two. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I knew the first one at least was Eric Clapton and it's just a. It's very yeah. Eric Clapton. Uh, <laughs> Lauren was watching with me and she was like, man, being a saxophone player in the 80s must have been very good. <laughs> Yeah, good time for that. They yeah, were uh, really the money. Everybody's using saxophone. There. Yeah, and that's the kind of just that music is so identifiable with the style of oh, the movie. It's crazy. And it's yeah, really I this just is kind that. of the first one. It's kind yeah. of cool. Okay, quick, we can go over the plot, yeah. I guess. What is? Let's do that because I haven't seen this in a little bit. What is the exact plot of this movie? It's pretty. I don't remember at all. It's very simple. Is the thing. There's there's not much plot. Yeah. Really, the only thing is that it's more about just getting to know these two characters as yeah. this unfolds. It's Basically, Riggs. They, Riggs and Murtaugh. Which one's Riggs? Riggs is Danny Glover. Okay. Right? Mur- I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. It also doesn't matter that much. Like, I thought, I, thought I, I really thought Riggs was, uh, was uh, Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. I don't know. You should check. Okay. <laughs> this is important. This is important for the, for talking about this. Yeah, it's the two of them and uh, one of them, Danny Glover's character. Let's find out who he is. <laughs> We're smart. Gibson is Riggs, you're right. Yes. Mel Gibson is Riggs. And yes. Danny Glover is Roger Murtaugh. Yep. And so Murtaugh is the family man, the yep. do-it-by-the-books cop who yep. is... He's uh, about ready to retire. He actually, Well, he just hit his 50th birthday at the beginning oh, okay, of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Riggs yep. is the, the younger... Brash... Uh, reckless, uh, suicidal cop. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was like full on suicidal like in this one. That's a huge part of the movie is yeah. that he attempts to commit suicide a couple of times. Yep. And he, you know, the sort of uh, suicide by cop. Mm-hmm. He does sort of, uh, he tries to do suicide by assailant, I guess. Huh, Criminal. Yeah. yeah, just putting himself in an extremely vulnerable position. Yeah, multiple times. And that's how he gets results, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> They never. Yeah. They don't have one of those scenes in the first one, but oh, but, the with the police captain and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They don't have one but of those. He gets results, but he gets results. No. <laughs> yeah, it's man. This movie's so weird. So essentially, it starts off with a half-naked woman taking drugs and then jumping off of a balcony to her death, mm-hmm. and then we it's like we have no connection to anybody yep. from there, and then yep. we just get introduced to characters. Mm-hmm. That's the opening mystery. Yeah, and you find out basically that her dad. Has ties to this Vietnam group that essentially, like a black site group that Mm -hmm. ran heroin Mm -hmm. in Vietnam and Mm -hmm. continue to do so now. Mm -hmm. So it's a bunch of like ex-military people. Yep. That's the whole thing is that they just have this big heroin trade and uh, they got to her. They poisoned her 
and she, she killed herself before the poison would take effect. Sure. So basically, Riggs and Murtaugh are uncovering the, this giant thing, and they were both in the military themselves at one point. Yep. Riggs has the same tattoo as uh, one of the villains. Oh, okay. Yeah, That sure. planted a bomb, and so that gets pulled yep. up. It's and they kinda, gotta, they gotta get these guys. Yeah, they, they gotta get these guys. Yeah, that's the whole plot, yeah. Well, and then... And they got to get together. They got to work together as partners. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not primarily styles. a plot-driven movie. It's their their characters. Yeah, I mean, and their like fun dialogue. I've given you the plot. The yeah. plot is basically it doesn't matter. They much. have to solve this thing. Yeah, it's like any cop movie. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Although uh, I gotta say, it did seem very similar to a, another Shane Black movie. This was the first movie written by Shane Black, uh-huh. who went on to write. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, mm-hmm. and The Nice Guys. It actually reminded me of The Nice Guys. I suppose. Yeah. Just the opening, there's like, it's something that's totally detached from anything else. There's oh, you like mean the, a, the plot of it, you mean? Yes. Yeah. There's a sort of like prostitution angle and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like hard cracking guys in, the, in LA. Immediately I was like, oh, wow, hey, mm-hmm. this is a trademark, I guess. Yeah, it's kind sort. of a. Old, it's a good way to set up a mystery. They're kind of like an old school detective type movie they did a lot of that kind of thing i think I'm yeah sure shane black loves those so that was interesting just to kind of watch that there wasn't that much plot it was just them yeah it doesn't... it's it's pure star power and yeah. danny glover is tremendous and mel gibson's really good and it's like young mel gibson so he like isn't grumpy <laughs> yeah he like has this has a personality and stuff and he's really crazy i don't know do you, it was there there are a lot of fun scenes too i think more than anything like the stuff that people remember aren't like this plot point or that plot point yeah it's like, the stuff that like the thing that comes to mind for me is and i can't remember which because i watched the first three of them oh sure all within like two weeks and i have only watched the first one so yeah and I'm interested to there's see. something a lot of the things that i remember is being stuff between Riggs and murtaugh's family yeah for sure all that stuff's great. Yep. Murtaugh, his wife's cooking. Yeah, it's his wife's cooking. And, uh, and Riggs, it, his daughter's attracted to Riggs. Yeah, she's always just like talking to Riggs all the time, and he's just like trying to cut that off entirely. Yeah. Stuff like that's great. And then also, or just like conversations that people have. A lot of the interesting stuff is like conversations between, oh, like them and like their boss yeah. or witnesses or whoever. Sure. And they're all very antagonistic. Yeah, it's they have they both have such a different take. They're pretty pretty quippy. Well, and a lot of the first one is Murtaugh telling Riggs to stop killing people. Yeah, because Riggs's whole thing is that he just goes in guns blazing. Yeah, and every witness they try and talk to, he ends up shooting (laughs) fatally. Yeah, that's a problem. And meanwhile, Murtaugh is like shoots the guy in the leg, and he's like, "See, shoot him in the leg. Now you can talk to him." (laughs) And then the guy Why? gets the guy gets back up and tries to shoot oh, Murtaugh. Yeah. So Riggs shoots him and he falls yeah. in the pool and dies. Mm-hmm. And then boy, this movie like has a whole different flavor when it's being described because like within the logic of watching a movie, like you know that these guys are all guilty. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like just to explain it, it's like oh wow, that sounds insane. It's incredibly eighties yeah. in a way that it's like oh these guys are clearly the bad guys and they're yeah. all drug dealers and they're yeah. all like. It's it's very terrorist. It's basically. very it's very deathwish a little yeah. bit. Yeah, where it's like yeah, you can just uh, being part of being a cop in L.A. is <laughs> shooting just, up to fifteen people a week. You just shoot all sorts of people. You just go in yeah. and if somebody it's, gives you any trouble, you just shoot them. Pretty rough. Which is actually kind of funny because 
they're talking to these kids that witnessed something. Mm-hmm. They witnessed a, the bomb being set up to blow up a house. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, I remember that. The and, whole thing uh, was pretty cool. That bomb. Danny thing. Glover's character is talking to these kids, and it's these four black kids, and they're like. My mom says the police shoot black people. Do they? Is that what they do? And you see Mel Gibson's character just laughing in the background. <laughs> and oh, Danny Glover's like trying to like has Ooh. to awkwardly talk to these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Oof. It's yeah, that, I remember good. that one being pretty funny. I mean, hey, and they you know like <laughs> yeah, it would be acknowledge it back in the eighties. Awkward it's spot still, to be in for yeah. him. So uh, yeah, uh, man, there's a lot of funny stuff in this movie. Another funny scene, part of just the whole thing be- between the two of them. Danny Glover being the old fart, kind of, even though he's only literally two years old. Yeah. Mel Gibson. He uh, plays it well, though. Oh, he does. He really does. Old he's, guy. like, constantly exasperated. Yeah. Uh, but they're in the shooting range. Do you remember that scene? Where they're, they've got the targets set up, and they're each, you know, like, shooting. And Mel Gibson has, like, great grouping. Oh, yeah. And uh, Danny, Danny Glover is mad at him, and he's like, well, watch this. And he, like, puts it out 25 yards and shoots mm-hmm. it right, right through the middle of the head. <laughs> Pulls it back and he's like, haha, what do you think of that? And then Riggs takes the thing and like puts it a hundred yards out. Yeah. And just fires off seven bullets just and then brings it. it back. And the comedic timing of it is so good because it takes forever to take put the, <laughs> that thing to go out there. Yeah. And then it takes forever for it to come back and he's like doing the <laughs> Yeah. And it comes back and he's like made a smiley face mm-hmm. on the head with his oh. bullets. <laughs> and, and he just turns it and he's like, have a nice day. And yeah, uh, it's uh, it's so now good. that we are attempting to explain what's enjoyable about this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing how hard it is to explain. Oh, it's really <laughs> it, tough. It the whole it's almost like a hangout thing where it's fun to hang out with these guys. It's like a really violent, but hangout. they're not nice to each other. Or oh anything. no, it's just that it's fun to listen to them give each other a hard time. I think time they gain the each time. other's respect. Yeah. And that's like the point of the movie but is it's, them gaining each other's respect. Yeah, but it's mostly playfully antagonistic. Yeah. Also, I want But not in an uncomfortable way. I want to mention one thing before I forget it. Probably my favorite unintentionally funny part of the movie is after they meet for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, Murtaugh thinks that Riggs is a random shooter in the building and Yo, he's yeah. actually a cop. But then right after that, they're walking on the street, and he's like, you know, jujitsu and this and that. We got to regist- register you as a lethal weapon. Like, <laughs> name drop of the title. Yeah, I love that. I, it's so funny. Like, And that's where the lethal weapon yeah, that title comes from. His, I had no idea. He's a very special cop. Riggs is the lethal weapon. Yep. Specifically Riggs, not Murtaugh. No. He's too old to be the lethal weapon. <laughs> He is too old for the shit. Yeah. I that's the other thing. If the movie is primarily noted for its script. Yes. And it is largely thought of a as a Shane Black movie instead of uh whoever the director was. Richard Donner. I don't director of Superman. Okay, there we go. And Superman 2. Most people don't just like think of it as a Richard Donner movie that I know of. That's true. That's true. Uh, and I think the reputation of having a good script would be pretty much earned if only for the line, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Because that has been so reused for decades. It has been dispersed into the popular it's culture. It's such a... Just the attitude. Yeah, it says everything you need to know about his character in one line. Yeah. It really is perfect. Yeah. And that's honestly... 
basically that feeling is enough to carry him through the entire movie which yeah is that's great it's his whole character yeah. it's very good <laughs> and even it's not even just job things it's like him with his family yeah and it's just like uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. he's and his his daughter growing up too much and he's like all like mm-hmm. it's almost one of those it's one of those lines where you hear it and you're almost surprised that nobody thought of it before yeah that's what I thought about this movie. It's mm-hmm. like, why hadn't this been a thing before? Because it's such a potent. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know era. what if there's like a earlier of like an old example. by the rules and a younger wild. Yeah. I don't know if there's card. an earlier better example of that. I'm sure there is I, in yeah, some but... western at some point. There had to have been that combo, but the but part not of what makes a, what made a the buddy cop yeah. movie. And part of what makes it so great is the tone of it. I don't think a lot of movies that are cop movies before this had this kind of tone. They were either like noirs where they're taking very kind of seriously yeah. and like sexy. It's a very unsexy movie. <laughs> That's for true. the most well, part. There mostly. Is, is this versus like noirs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, they're not, it's not like a smoky room and mysterious, you know, it's nothing it's like very, that. It's very actiony. Yeah. That's a sexy way of, yeah. in a different way, in yeah. an eighties type of way. I'd but say. it's just, the fact I think the inclusion of him being too old, I think, is what makes it that way. Yeah, for sure. It, he kind of just undercuts everything that would have normally been played kind of seriously by him being just like out of breath. I would rather not be doing this right now. Yeah, but this isn't fun. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, and then this his, is pain. Right, and then his daughter gets kidnapped, and that's a whole mm-hmm. other. And then the, he's like really nonchalant about it when yeah. they're like confronting the bad guys. Yeah, but and I think. Especially when you... So if you compare this movie to, like, Dirty Harry... Sure. Dirty Harry, he's very cool. Uh, He delivers all these ice-cold lines. Yeah. That, compared to Danny Glover just, like, not wanting to be somewhere else... Yeah, yeah, totally. ...is great. Like, I just want to retire. It it just is... I think it just needed to happen to the genre of movies. I think that we were close to it. I mean, you know, 48 Hours... Mm-hmm. I said before, but also, what's that other Eddie Murphy one? Did Beverly Hills Cop come up yeah. before this? I don't know. I feel like they're roughly the same time. I yeah, think, they had I think, been around but the same like, time. Beverly Hills Cop, I think, is basically just if you had Riggs by himself. Yeah. It's you kind know? of a, com- I'm not going to say like a combination of the two characters or whatever, but it's just, yeah, it's just Riggs by himself and he's got all the jokes too. Yeah. You know, and he also thinks the... But he's not, he's not like, he doesn't hate his job. No, that's true. Well, uh, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop came out in 1984, so this is three years before, uh, yeah. before that. Beverly Hills Cop is more just like a full-on comedy. Yeah, but also, I mean, but that's, I'd say, a similar... And it also, and it also rules, by Yeah, the way. a similar representation of yeah. copdom, especially, oh, yeah, specifically sure. L.A. in the 80s. Yeah, it definitely, yeah, uh, it undercut the whole cop thing, definitely. Before. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, think, I think there were definitely examples before yeah. this, but I think oh, this yeah. was the first one to be really good and in, the, that, in that way of, like... Everything coalescing. Yeah. Oh, and just, yeah, the specific tone. Yeah. I will always love Beverly Hills Cop, if only for the one line, which is one of my favorite lines ever, of somebody, like, insults him, uh-huh. like, in the locker room, and uh, and it's kind of a lame-ish insult joke. Yeah. And he replies with, good joke, you write that yourself? <laughs> and I think that a lot, and it's an unbelievably good line. But anyway. Great joke, sir. <laughs> Yeah, it's basically that. One line that was pretty bad in this movie, I mean, Shane Black was a good screenwriter, yeah. but 
Uh, there is one line where this, the police psychologist turns to Murtaugh and is like, didn't you know he's suicidal? His wife died weeks ago or something like that. Like, <laughs> like they pretty much like pin it right on the head of like uh, exactly. Yeah. They really lay out the stakes of the movie very yeah, obviously. Kinda. Yep. Which was also pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this is, it's just kind of good all around, I feel. Here's one thing that we haven't even talked about yet. Mm-hmm. Gary Busey. Oh yeah. Who's Gary Busey is the bad guy. Not the main villain, but like the the big bad, like the hulking. Mm-hmm. He's like the army, the ex-army dude. Nice. Gary Busey. Gary, and he man. doesn't look like an insane horse. He looks like like a just <laughs> like a, a real guy. Yeah, he looks like a mean blonde guy. Huh. And he's actually, I mean, he's kind of chilling. Yeah. It's, I don't know if you remember this or not, but the end of the movie is he's like the only one alive still. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Murtaugh's house to go and take his family hostage or something mm-hmm. but they've cleared everybody out mm-hmm. they drive a police car through murtaugh's living room yep and classic. then classic dumping on murtaugh <laughs> they get him out there and take his gun and stuff and then riggs and gary Busey's character have like a one-on-one fight <laughs> like a jujitsu mm-hmm. fight just for pure dominance sake. And they're like oh, 40 yeah. cops and they're yeah. all crying. And Murtaugh's like, no, let him no. do it. This is his arrest. I'll <laughs> yeah. take the blame. Yeah. He and, needs to just fight this guy. Yeah. And and there's a broken fire hydrant that's like raining water on yeah. him. <laughs> and it's just this knockdown, drag out brawl. Yeah. And it's it's so ridiculous. When you mention that, that makes me think of the other reason I think why the movie works so well is because... I think the only way that they can get away with having such overwrought things like that mm-hmm. is by having the other guy be the I'm too old for this shit, doesn't even want to be here, that guy. Yeah. Like, I think that's the only way that you can get away with even creating that scene. Yeah. And I think it is a cool scene, and anyone would kind of be lucky to have thought that up and put it in their movie. Yeah. But it's also, if you're going to take the entire movie that seriously, it would be very corny. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of... And we do eventually see Murtaugh be a really awesome cop. Oh, yeah. Because he definitely fights his way out of yeah. the... He's a good cop and everything. Yeah, he just like scene, has to always have a little he would comment. He rather not. Yeah, he just always has to comment of like... I'd yeah. rather not. Yeah. Which honestly is probably a more healthy view of police work in general. Oh, <laughs> Just definitely. like, you know, it'd be better if none of this was happening <laughs> instead of being excited about it all yeah. the time. Like, I'd rather no crime happen. Can I just... I just remembered another scene that I thought oh, was amazing. Totally. Yeah. Which is Murtaugh is talking to the old his, this old buddy of his yep. that was in the army together. Which, by the way, the fact that his old buddy... It was his daughter that jumped out of the, oh. the skyscraper at the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is his old war buddy yep. that he was supposed to call back. And he just calls back with like, hey, your daughter's dead. Mm-hmm. Automatically would disqualify him from taking this case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A huge conflict They're of interest. They're not going to let you do that. But that's... Whatever. It's <laughs> that, a movie. Yeah, exactly. And especially it's like, it's the 80s. And we don't have to think about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know what the rules were then. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're talking in this... I think they're talking at her funeral. Mm-hmm. And they're talking in this house, and uh, the guy is up by the window, and like drinking a carton of milk or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. He's holding a carton of milk for some reason. Mm-hmm. And this helicopter comes out of nowhere, and Gary Busey's hanging out the the side, <laughs> and has this like huge machine gun, <laughs> and just snipes him. Yeah, just mows like him down. from like. 200 yards away <laughs> through the window yeah. and it goes through the guy and the milk carton yeah which i know 
probably has happened many times probably. before and since. Probably. But it's so crazy. Yeah. And then, of course, Riggs is, like, running after the helicopter and unloads, like, two clips. Yeah. And, at the helicopter and doesn't hit anything. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that, it was, like... I mean, surprising. Seriously, Gary Busey comes out of nowhere. <laughs> like, there's nothing, and then suddenly there's a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Like, it helic- is crazy. And that's why I love movies. Is that <laughs> if you can show that happening, yeah, in such a way that doesn't make people immediately be like, "Hey, why didn't they hear that helicopter?" Or, you know, "How did he make that shot?" If there, if you can make a movie that makes that kind of magic happen and people don't question it, you nailed it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, what so crazy. So I've seen the second two Lethal Weapon movies, right? I've okay. Seen, I saw two and three. Haven't seen four yet. Four made was made several years after all of them. I think it did not yeah, look interesting to me. It, I think actually all of them came out in the span of like ten years. Really. Yeah, I oh. think 97 was the last The visual weapon. vibe of it seemed a lot later, I guess. Yeah. It seemed a lot more 90s than 80s. It is. Well, I mean, uh, 87, like, it's like 87, 89, yeah. well, 92 the, yeah. or 93, and then yeah. 97. Yeah, so. and it really changed, it seemed like it changed a lot in that short time span. But anyway, the second and third ones, they just get weirder. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've heard they, they kind of sand off the edges a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I, I think, think I think they're notorious for going through a lot of different scripts rewrites and stuff like that sure yeah, that makes sense shane black wasn't happy the, with any of them the second one i thought if i remember correctly i thought the second one was about as good as the first one okay but definitely it could never have been as iconic yeah oh for sure it could never do that but it, as far as just a movie it was about as good and then the third one i was like okay this is pretty silly like there's a whole fight scene at the end that's like in a big construction zone. Yeah. And it's just like people like plowing through half constructed wood structures in cars on, <laughs> awesome. that are on fire. I'm excited to watch the second one. It's pretty nuts. I I mean the first one's so fun. I mm-hmm. can't imagine the second one being any worse. Even at yeah. for a sequel like It's good. If they just like hit on the exact same That stuff. honestly is one where they could make basically the exact same movie and i'd be fine with it yeah as long as they got because it's about the jokes right and they're just spending time with the weird people yeah that that's all i just want do more of that i just want to hang out with these two characters again yeah and they're so fun yep and it, it's not like they in sometimes you have it where it wouldn't be as good just to hang out with the characters because they changed within the movie and yeah. it would almost be implausible or character ruining for them to go through the whole thing again or you know they wouldn't wouldn't be the same the second time around kind of like like why a lot of tv shows like season to season it's like yeah didn't we already go through this whole like character arc it it starts to feel like they're just dumb yeah they can't figure this out right but uh in this one they're still gonna clash personally. Oh, for sure. They, because they ended with respecting. They ended respecting each other. Yeah, but they're still gonna clash personally. They still like that they get results. Yeah, and like Mert or uh, Riggs is like, I think he's not suicidal. Yeah. But oh he, yeah. But he's still very reckless. Well, at the end of the movie, he gives Murtog the hollow point bullet that he was gonna use to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's like his whole like I'm not suicidal anymore. Yeah. And you help me. Like, yeah, so like that. they changed, but you can still uh, be—he's still a wild card. Yeah, he's still going to be a wild card, which is great. And I think the first movie needed that kind of extremity. Yeah, 
to get you to buy in like oh this guy's really crazy right or this guy, or not crazy but just like he's very intense and, he was, uh, and, and by the second new. movie you already know that he's that intense yeah, so they yeah. don't need to convince you so they don't really need him to be suicidal necessarily the good and bad of sequels kind yeah. of is yeah. that you can build on that existing character stuff mm-hmm. but and i think they basically did that yeah and I, then and, sh- and we were talking about other Shane Black movies. Yes. We talk about how much we love The Nice Guys. The Nice Guys is incredible. Nice guys if is... you haven't seen it, why not? What are you doing? I know why, because you, no one heard about it. Yeah. But, but uh, if I was going to you know, tell you to watch one of them, I would definitely go Nice Guys. Nice Guys, and then Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, also great. Very enjoyable. Robert Downey Jr. And Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. But also not a quite as interesting. thing, right? It's also a cop movie? They're... No, it's he's a writer. And he's writing a detective novel. That's it. And Val Kilmer is an ex-detective. Yeah. Who gets pulled back into this thing. That one is... It's really good. Yeah. But it's... it's a bit more of a noir thing, mm-hmm. right? It's very noir. Than it's these. good, but but The Nice Guys is so good mm-hmm. that I would recommend that one over just about anything. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people... Yeah. It's... I mean, Russell Crowe. Yep. And Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling plays kind of a dumb guy. They're both dumb guys in their own way. Ryan Gosling's yeah. character is like I was going to say Russell Crowe is the dumb guy. <laughs> Russell Crowe is like a, a big lug. Yep. Like he's the muscle. Yep. But he's not like an idiot. The premise of the movie is that it's like a, the, a guy who's like a professional muscle type guy and a, a private detective who's very bad at it yeah. kind of have to team up. And, and it turns out that they complement each other very well because yeah. Russell Crowe is very streetwise. Yep. And what is Ryan Gosling's whole... He's a lot better with people, I he's guess. He's just tenacious, I guess. Like, yeah. He just kind of follows the case. Well, and he has... The, uh, I mean, his daughter's great. We're describing it she poorly, has... but it is very funny. Yeah. it. I'm trying to think of even what his role is in the team. Just being inept, I think, is... I think enough. his... I think... You mentioned Russell Crowe being the streetwise guy. But I think Ryan Gosling is more of the... He's the people person, kind people of. People person, talking his way out of the situation. Yeah. And and he actually knows detective work. Yes. He, for as bad as he kind of is at it, he does understand the like practical how you be a detective. Yeah. And then Russell Crowe is the muscle. Yeah. And actually is kind of the moral grounding between the two of them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ryan Gosling has a daughter in the movie... She is just one of the most delightful child roles ever. <laughs> Very good. She's so fun. The whole movie has great banter. Yeah, for sure. And just great action set pieces, which are funny to watch oh, them unfold. so good. It's Everything's amazing. so good. And even now that I've seen other Shane Black mm-hmm. movies, I would like to go back and watch Iron Man 3 again. Mm-hmm. Because that one had a lot of banter too, but I don't think I was ready for it in the same way. I was expecting yeah. other Iron Man movies. And since he had worked with Robert Downey Jr. before on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh-huh. they were like, yeah, maybe this will be a good combo. Seemed like it was. But also, like any Marvel movie, they're going to, you know, you have a structure you have to stick with mm-hmm. because it's Disney. So. Yeah. Well, and not just that, but just you need to have, they're not going to just have him talk the whole movie. You know, they need him to do Iron Man things. True. Although, most of the second act of the movie is him not having his armor. Yeah. So. Yeah. He does a lot of talking. Yeah. But, I don't know. I thought that one was weird. It's very weird. I To try to jam that kind of guy, Shane Black, into an existing franchise. Yeah. That they, I don't, I don't know if that worked as well. 
But here's another interesting thing. Shane Black always does his movies set at Christmas. He likes to do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lethal Weapon, also set at Christmas. I didn't put that together. We can make that argument for Lethal Weapon, the Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, best Christmas movie. And speaking of ones that everyone makes the argument, Die Hard, a Christmas movie, uh-huh. uh, Bruce Willis was supposed to be the original Riggs. Huh. And they went with Mel Gibson instead. And Mel Gibson was originally considered for Die Hard. Wow. So we could have had a real mirror universe of I'm glad it Bruce happened. Willis I'm glad it happened that. the way that it did. I am too. Sometimes when those occur, I think either, oh, that would have been better, or I wish I could just see it. Yeah. I don't know if I even really want to see either of those. I want to see both, but... I don't think I would Here's a question. Whose career do you think benefited more from either one? I would make the argument... I gotta go Bruce Willis. ...that Bruce Willis actually got pigeonholed because of that. Like, he, had to, he ended up doing Die Hard 4 and 5, which are both hot piles of garbage. And that yeah. kind of, like, put him in this whole, like, the mid-2000s, late-2000s are pretty bad as far as any movie he's done that wasn't unbreakable. Yeah. I think... I mean, it's not like he was on some sort of career trajectory for something else. Uh, he, very early on, he was doing, what, like, moonlighting and yeah, stuff, he was, stuff yeah. like that. But, like, as far as him, you know, doing the crappy later diehards, yeah. I can't imagine it was because he couldn't find anything else to do, even for less money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he was just gonna be that guy. I think Bruce no matter Willis what. is a little lazy. He was he he picking was, his roles. Yeah, he was gonna phone it in probably no yeah, matter what. That's true. He would have just gotten pigeonholed as something else. I, I feel like Mel Gibson, despite being Mel Gibson yeah. and his own personal choices and stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> probably benefited more because he was able to. I think these movies showed off a better range. Yeah. For him as a person. I mean, what else had he done even before that? Obviously, uh, Mad Max. Mad Max was probably the big one. He'd done some stuff, but he got cast in Hamlet because of this. Really? Yes. They actually weird. Well, oh, he, they saw kind of they saw sense. the suicide scene where he was like thinking yeah. of committing suicide, and the director was like, "I think he could be Hamlet." Yeah. And then from there, you know, then you got all the whole range out? of other I mean, stuff. And, when did Hamlet? Did he make Hamlet before he made Braveheart? Uh, yeah. Hamlet it's was very, probably like ninety or ninety-one. When was Braveheart? Ninety-four. Oh wow! I thought that was way earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose, I mean, obviously Mel Gibson went way further in general. Yeah. Just the fact that he got into directing at all. Right. And made, you know, all had all the success he had with that. Yeah. I guess part of it is how you're going to look at it of, uh, if, of like whether or not Mel Gibson's success was good for him. Oh, man. Well. <laughs> Great point to be made that he would have been better off not being that popular. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question, too. I mean, really he, got get... to do, he got to do a lot of things that he wanted to do. But... He got to make Apocalypto, which alone was worth it. Yeah, worth it for me. Yeah, for sure. And he made like $200 million personally off Passion of the Christ. I think he made least. even more than that, didn't he? Yeah. I think he made like $300 million. That's so insane. Do you see they're going to make Passion of the Christ too? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a joke that got out of hand. Like, I can't imagine how many times people have joked about making Passion of the Christ 2. Oh, yeah. I and mean, like, like, oh, they're actually gonna. Right after they, it came out, they were making jokes on, like, Family Guy about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, that's gonna happen. Great. <laughs> oh, Probably man. make a billion dollars again. Probably. That's so crazy that it made that much money. Yeah. But anyway, if you get a chance to see... <laughs> oh, yeah, I got off a little bit. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, Watch Le- the nice guys. Lethal Weapon is on Netflix. All four of them are on Netflix. Oh, nice. So I'm planning on watching the other ones. Yeah. At least two. And yeah. then maybe three. And I would like to see four just, you know, to round yes, out the whole thing. Out. Lethal Weapon's a funny one. I don't think I've heard a lot of people say anything along the lines of, 
Lethal Weapon, you gotta watch it. Or, like, people still talking about Lethal Weapon. Yeah. People don't really talk about it that much. No. But its influence is clearly out there. Oh, I mean... When I watch the movie, I'm like, have I... Have I seen this? Yeah, because Everything in it, it is, influenced everything. It's all so memorable before you've even seen it. And it's actually good. Yeah. A lot of times with those types of things, I've seen a lot of movies just for that purpose. Like, oh, this is a very iconic, yeah. whatever, like Citizen in, Kane influential movie. Yeah. A lot of them, some of them are good. Some of them are not entertaining now yeah. after you've seen everything that came after them. Yeah. Uh, but this one actually still is. Still fun. Yeah, still worth uh, getting into, especially if you have like, t- I mean, it's not even a two hour long movie. Nice. Love it. <laughs> More <laughs> under two hour movies, please. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely worth a watch. <laughs>